Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cheese and pickle. All of television history is contained in the box of delights. Hello, I'm Julia Rayside. Each episode, my guest chooses a favourite TV memory to talk about. Joining me today is the comedian and writer Mitch Ben. Mitch, welcome to the Box of Delights. Hello. Thank you for coming. What have you brought to talk about today? This is a bit of a weird one because it's something I only have sort of vague and... and I have kind of scattered memories of this. Mm. It's from the very, very early days of overnight TV. Because mm-hmm. TV in Britain didn't go fully 24 hours until the end of the 80s. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of went piecemeal as well. First of all, like the ITV regions did it over the weekends, and that was it. Yeah. And one of the things that they did, and, and again, this was, the regions seemed to sort of buy into this, or not as the case may be. And I specifically remember watching this in my very, very early days at university when I didn't ah. have a TV in my room. I was living in halls, and I would be sitting in the TV room on my own all <laughs> night watching this weird show. It's a thing called Night Network. Right. So which, this has passed me by, and it shouldn't have yeah. done, because I think I was becoming a bit of an insomniac teenager yeah. around this time. You would have been. You'd have How have I missed this? Yeah. It was perhaps best described. It was kind of of a piece with the kind of weekend morning portmanteau shows that were doing the rounds at the time, sort of very, you know, self-consciously in that kind of post-Max Headroom kind of way. They're trying to be a bit crazy. edited. Yes. Um, but it basically that, 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 was. It was a, it was a Saturday morning kids' TV show but started for three at hours. That started at one in the morning. At night. Yeah. It, it's mental. It was like swap shop for insomniacs yeah. starting at one o'clock in the morning. It's crazy. But praise the Lord, like you directed me to it on YouTube. There's loads of it on YouTube, like I, actually loads. Yeah. Adverts pop songs like it's a little time capsule of the 80s and a whole the piece, late 80s and a whole piece with my mate Neil Gaiman who must have been about 27 at is the he time. your mate you blummin name dropper yeah he's kind of a pal now the comic book fantasy to comic book reality we're going to take you over to two guys who are the most up to date exponents of comic book art none other than Neil Gaiman and Dave McKean how you doing guys now, what do you th- what do you think of our little um, performance there? But it was huge fun. Yeah, <laughs> great stuff. You want to get involved in that? You start wearing your tram pants on the outside. <laughs> got a bland bag. You got yeah, a bland bag. Um, was there as they introduced him as comic book artist comic Neil Gaiman? Well, he wasn't artist, is right? But he was there with Dave yeah. McKean. It was his. his, his um, That's right. Yeah, and and so I found this clip of I think about twenty six or twenty seven year old Neil, which I must I must. Send him to send it to. Him, oh, if he know, hasn't seen it, I don't it. know if he's noticed it yet. No, I don't think he's aged a day. Well, when I was going to come on this, I thought, you know, this is something which basically lives in my memory, so I need to go and have a look at some clips of it myself. Um, it's the kind and, of thing you could, that could just have been lost because yes. I, I've never. I, we know we probably know a lot of you know people who are similarly obsessed with old TV as we are. Yeah, but I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about this. Well, they, they would do things like show Adam West Batman's. Yeah, in like ten minute chunks interspersed <laughs> throughout the course of the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how they got the rights to do that, I don't know. I mean, I because guess. 
said you didn't a, tell anyone and no one was watching. Almost certainly, <laughs> but it was kind of just at the end of the Batman wilderness years in terms of kind of massive pop culture because the Tim Burton movie came out in 89. That's right, it, it hadn't really come back into mainstream So, yeah, popularity. it came back in sort of with the car, the, the comic book hardcore with, like, you know, Dark Knight Returns and everything. It's yeah. 86. But not with but, the general but not with not with the general population. Batman had been pretty much forgotten about. So you could probably get the rights to the, the Adam West ones for, for, you know, a couple of quid. Yeah. Right then. And so they'd do that. They'd have some sort of bespoke film sequences, uh, some short sequences. There was a strand, I, I assume it called Pillow Talk. Uh, some, I think the Big Breakfast subsequently completely knocked off. What, like the In Bed With yeah, thing? Yeah, oh, Because it wasn't okay. Paulie Yates, it was Emma Freud. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, it was the first time I'd ever well, that seen... that sounds very sexy. Yeah, it's the first, yeah, yeah. Because, um, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I remember, remember the time thinking Emma Freud was quite, uh, quite sexy. She? Well, she's and, beautiful. Well, yeah, I mean, she would only have been a couple of years older than me as well because she's, what, you know, she would have been like 23, 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About, you know, 18, 19. And people so, like yeah. her, uh, Craig Charles, Pops up at one point. Yeah. There's it's and John no Jonathan Ross I thought was on it. It turned out it was an advert in the in the advert break. Yes, yeah. I was fast forwarding through the, the well, YouTube. It, it was the era of ascendancy for all that lot because yes. because Red Raw started in eighty eight. That's right. Craig Charles had been on Saturday Live a bunch of times. Yeah, he was, he was a stand up and poet. Wasn't he, was, he? He, was, he was he was a punk poet. Yeah, he was you know. Mm. Um, yeah, so he, he had a kind of a semi-regular slot on Saturday Live where Rick and Aid were doing The Dangerous Brothers. And oh, amazing. And so, yeah, he, he was sort of semi-regular on that. And then Red Dwarf started in 88, which is kind of a full-length adaptation of a sketch that Grant Naylor had done on a show called Son of Cliche. Oh, oh, another yeah. podcast. I'm going to have Nerdy to buzz out. you out Nerdy there, out. Mitch. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it was kind of very much the era of those guys in the Ascender because Last Resort started about 85, 86 as yeah. well. So, yeah, so they were very much, you know, that year, the, the those years, boys is you know. Yeah, uh, and it's also felt like for the bit from the bits I've seen, like people had crept into the studio at mm-hmm. night after the grown-ups had gone home. Yeah, and sort of did silly things and got their mates in, and it, they had some structure. They did a thing called Video View that was basically um, jukebox jewelry, but for rock videos. Yes. I remember. How did um, they get guests? Everyone has like a pallor, yeah. don't they? Everyone looks a bit pale. One wonders like how they much don't of, see you know, the sun. <laughs> one wonders how much of that was live, how much it was pre-rec. You know, yeah. I, remember, I remember an extremely angry Ian Asbury from the cult reviewing a bunch of records he hated. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to say no. It yeah. was live, and that's why everyone looks so confused. Almost certainly, yeah, yeah. Because I remember watching that, and also they, they they would sometimes just show rock videos, and there were certain they would champion certain music acts that I don't think we're getting on anywhere else. There was a ah. band that kind of very much came and went at the space of about a year in sort of 1989, possibly 90, called King Swamp, who I quite liked. They were a kind of... Have you just made them up? No, 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 they were for <laughs> real. Their, their guitar player, Dominic Miller, ultimately became um, Sting's guitar player. Oh, in, the, okay. in the 90s, but... There was sort of a bunch of bands around at the very, very end of the 80s who you might describe as kind of not quite rock. Okay. Um, they seem to, you know, be slightly modelling themselves on in excess. You know the way in excess were kind of not quite rock. You can't. So you can't say soft rock. You have yeah, to say something else. They were, they were. They were kind of not quite rock. You know okay. what I mean? They were, they were very much at the poppy end of rock, or conceivably at the rocky end of pop. Okay. You know what I mean? And yeah, there was this band King Swamp. We had like two singles out at the time. And I think they were one of those bands that lasted an album and a half. You know, they had like one album that, and then the second album just sinks without trace and then then, then they're just gone. But I remember Night Network seemed very keen on them. They played their videos Weird, like yeah. weirdly keen. Yeah. Like they were a friend like, of the producer keen. Who knows? So you, know? you were at yeah. university in Edinburgh yeah. and you were in halls and would you just sit there and just fall asleep in front of it, watch the whole thing? I don't like, think the chairs are comfortable enough to fall asleep. <laughs> <in>. I, <laughs> no, it's, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've always had sort of like, you know, fleeting insomniac tendencies. I 
I always used to use TV at night to soothe myself because sometimes if I couldn't get to sleep, if mm. I was having like teen angst, yeah. I just sort of like watch it because like there were some friendly people there who you could kind of pretend you were still awake with other people. <laughs> uh, it's nice to know there are other people awake when you're in insomniac, isn't yeah. it? And so it's a way of just comforting yourself. It was, yeah. But I think that this, this seemed to be sort of a, a temporary solution to what the hell do you put on telly in the middle of the night? Yeah. And it lasted, I think, about 18 months, two years. Did it really? And and then, and I say not all the networks took it up. No. And then over the course of the night, this is something I was talking about with Tim, actually. This something would be an interesting thing to do would be a kind of a potted history of the evolution of late night TV. Yeah. And all the f- funny little phases that it went through. It did. And it sort of, you know, we used to turn it on. Maybe it was just before this or just after this, but there would be um, some just kind of some kind of automated, almost not like CFAX, but some kind of like just graphics, ITV news stories. That, that, that still used to happens, depress the yeah. hell out of me. I was like, oh, come on, yeah. I want a human being, just one yeah. human being, please. Yeah. You just realize that there's nobody in the building. Exactly, now. exactly. All gone. They've all left, they've all gone home. And I did when, um, <laughs> uh, in about, oh God, maybe 15 years ago now, I don't know if they're still doing this, I don't think they are, right. when um, when sort of those, uh, the TV gambling sort of I things were happening. I loathed those. Absolutely awful. But I used yeah. to work in an office, again, sort of sometimes overnight shifts, and you'd look into the eyes of the very perky, very highly made up yeah. presenters who'd be standing there for four or five hours going, call now, answer this simple question, you could win £25. And and you'd look into their eyes and they'd just be, they'd clearly have died inside. Oh, well, when you... <laughs> because they had to do that live for hours. Hours. When you have, Just yeah, hideous. when you have literally sold out to the to the to, to the forces of darkness to yeah. quite that an extent, you must feel pretty hollow. But one of my but, friends said um, uh, at New Year's Eve, one New Year's Eve, uh, she's similarly weird <laughs> as I am. She's <laughs> like she was in, obviously not going out. Wanted to, yeah. what's the perfect thing to watch? And she said, you haven't lived until you've looked into the eyes of Peter Simon as he's presenting a shopping channel as the chimes of midnight chime oh, for the word. New Year's. Oh, like that is the man who's seen the void. <laughs> well, there was, yeah, well, I remember. Um, it, and, and also, before that, it went through that really... Because te- in the early 90s, it was quite fun because they used to do things like Mariella had a video review show. Yeah. And, and Collins and McConey had yeah. a movie show. Yeah, a and, there was a lot, and there was a lot of rock videos on, that kind of thing. And then in the aftermath of that awful sort of lad culture period in the mid-90s that was just so depressing because it, it, it was, was so joyless. You know it what I mean? Really was. It really was. So no one was having fun. They were performing no, having was, yeah, fun. Yeah, exactly. It was performative Ugh. mischief. Yeah, it's grim. You know, it's like Oasis were the perfect band for that. Because <laughs> they it's like, so were. It was, it was like they'd gone on a correspondence course on rock and roll misbehaviour. Exactly. The whole thing felt so fake, you know. Yeah. And then it went through this really tedious sex-obsessed phase at the end of the 90s. Yeah. When, do you remember there's that, that game show, Carnal Knowledge, like the first thing Graham oh, Norton God, ever presented? Oh, God, yeah. And it was, you know, it's, it's just like, you know, well, it's two o'clock in the morning, so we should be talking about willies. Yeah, exactly. Why? The, the cheeky sort of loud culture oh, thing. Oh, God, it was tedious. That Denise Van out and get yeah. the game show. And, and, oh, and, and, no, and there was grim. nothing remotely titillating about any of it. It, yeah. was, just, it was just tiresomely bawdy. Just forced. Yeah, it was just, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and it's just, it was just, it was a really joyless period in British pop culture. Yeah, it was a bit. It's remembered far more fondly than it deserves for my yeah, yeah, money. Yeah. No, 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 I think you're <laughs> and right. I was absolutely. absolutely the yeah, It should have been my era. That's yeah. the thing. I was in my 20s. It should have been my era. And I just think this is just leaving me ice cold. Yeah, you know? I, th- I think yeah. probably you and a lot of people we know. Yeah. Which is why they're our friends. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but Night Network, so it didn't yeah. last that long. No, but it was... It an, can't it was, have had much of a budget. I mean, let's be honest. It was just a really, really fascinating curio. But do it's go and look at it on YouTube. It's, yeah. It is. It's weird. It's watching and... British TV sort of fumblingly come to terms with a new, you know, a new paradigm. Well, yes, it's just like we've got a new gap to fill. What, what goes in the do? gap? What do we do? Let's and try it, this. And it's just almost like we've got a three-hour gap. 
Swap shop. That's what we do. We've got to but be is, We, we don't know what to do for the house. It's Tiswas. It's Tiswas. In a way, I like. I think I would be on board with this kind of thing coming back because I mean, they're all, there's infamously. Remember Channel Four around the time you were talking about. We're always trying to work out like when people come in from the pub. What do we put on? A, I don't know. Eleven yeah. o'clock on a Friday night on Channel Four, yeah. which they always kind of slightly got that wrong because people don't come home at eleven o'clock. They they stumble in at one yeah. if they're of that sort of age. Yeah. This is one a.m. You want to turn the TV on a bit half cut and just go some. Yeah. I don't know. Talk to me about something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and that's anything, kind you know, of what you want. Some friendly only, faces being enthusiastic about something. They occasionally accidentally get it wrong, like when they stuck Lee and Herring on on a Sunday morning. Oh, God, that was the hangover sort of, show. Yeah, 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 it, that, yeah, That's when people are actually in and watching the telly. <laughs> yes. You know, they didn't get in till 4am and they just want something sort of slightly twisted and gently surreal. Exactly. Which they can peer at and think, is everybody else seeing this or is it just me? Exactly. You know? When Paul Putner's <laughs> wheeled on as the curious orange with like exactly. his orange hair. Like, that, that was brilliant. one of the few times they actually successfully catered yeah, to the it was, market. It was basically perfect. Yeah, I didn't to, want to watch Hollyoaks. I wanted yeah. to watch Paul Putner yeah. screaming as a, as a sentient orange. Yeah, don't try and entertain them when they're partying because they're not in. They're no, partying. Exactly. Entertain them when they get home. It's just a gross misunderstanding, isn't yeah, it? Like, it really is. The middle of the night, I think, is still like a... I mean, I, I know the viewing figures won't be huge, yeah. but I still think it's an opportunity that's being missed by it's most It's so much is sort of, you know, the sort of middle class, middle aged people's idea of what kids are into. Yeah, or like, oh, we're asleep then. Surely they are too. Yeah, no, exactly. they're not. No, they're no, all yeah. blundering around like zombies wanting some entertainment. Yeah. Thank you for bringing Night Network. I'm going, okay. I'm going to go back to YouTube and watch more of it because genuinely there's bloody there's loads. Hours, hours I think it might be all of Night Network yeah, on, there, on yeah, YouTube. It's all, Amazing. There's a lot of it up there. Thank you so much for bringing it. Before you leave, please yes. delve into the box of delights. Here I go into the box. Sing your favourite TV theme. Oh, to I'm play really us out. sorry, Mitch. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> uh, the, the best TV theme tune probably ever written is uh, Jerry Goldsmith's theme tune, the original theme tune, The Man from Uncle. Hit it. Mitch, yes. take a breath. Okay. Thanks for coming. I love you. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening. You can find links to the YouTube clips from today's episode on our Twitter feed at Box Delights Pod. Come and say hello. Bye. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.